Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week we'll be discussing the immaculate Pacific Rim. This movie will be, I'm sure, widely discussed and I... Let's just get right into it. Alex, what did you think of Pacific Rim? Okay, so... I'm gonna say the word interesting. It it was visually stunning. A lot visually of visually stunning. A lot yes, of cool stuff. Yes, and I I think the way that it was directed and the way that this I mean it was a very powerful direction. You know, like the lines were very v- delivered very powerfully, like Independence Day, Armageddon like, and the music behind it was just you know really uplifting, right? So it was it was cool. I didn't expect as much emotion out of the movie, how it initially started off. Like the whole, you know, there's two people that it requires to operate these Jaegers and they have to be mind-melded together. So there was a lot of emotion involved in that, right? Yeah. This is the first time I've seen the movie. I didn't see it before. I watched it last night to talk about it today. Um, This is like a combination between Godzilla and Transformers. It's such an odd pairing and a really cool idea, a good premise. I agree because the whole time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, okay, if if we're gonna let's say hypothetically this starts to happen, right? Some plates crash and it creates this. Some new you know species is introduced that is a on the higher a higher chain on the predator chain than us, right? What would we do to combat that? To to you know save our world to save our race. This would probably be along the lines of what's almost possible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We would build big machinery to take it down. I don't know if it would work quite the same way, and I don't know if the monsters would be able to like spit blue acid and you know launch EMPs at us. But you know this, as far as it being a, a science fiction, this is you know we would do something similar like this in the event the same thing happened. So. I appreciated that part of it. I can't say I cared for the acting too much outside of uh, Idris Elba because he's awesome. He's awesome in it. He's he I know he's just the best. Um, he was literally probably the only actor that I liked in the movie. Him and the Australian dad. Yeah, the Australian dad was pretty good, but I mean, unknown, right? And the the two the leads I didn't care for the guy and the Asian girl. I um, I mean, I thought Ron Perlman was just funny that he was there was he one of the doctors no he was the he was the the um the guy that got eaten at the end of the, oh that's right yeah he didn't did you watch the end credits he got out oh did he, he, he oh cuts, no he cuts his way out and says where's my shoe oh jeez so you gotta go back and watch it now uh, there there are a couple moments like that where you're just kind of like really so that's one of them the other one was when he was punching through the building and it it gets all I, I the did way like to the that. slow stop. From, like, oh from, from an art direction, from just like that is a, a thing like you would see a Transformers movie do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is like do that. And from you could only do that in a visual medium. Yep. So this movie, uh, you can definitely tell that it was experienced best in a theater, probably with three D. It mm-hmm. it had all the of the bells and whistles that would have a three D movie. I agree. But this movie would not function well as a book, right? This no. movie would not no, no. translate to a, a written medium of any sort because what is the plot? The plot is monsters come, 
we we have machines that we make to fight them. Oh, now we're going to build a wall instead. Uh, and then the monsters come back in bigger force, and the wall doesn't do anything to stop. Yeah. It just it's like, squawks right through the wall. Like, what is the point of this wall? Well, you know, I, why did they did why did they decommission the program to build this wall when that wall is piece of junk? I I laugh hardest when they were in Alaska, and I don't even know it was just an uh, just a regular or like an extra or whatever. And, oh, that little and he's the, the little bearded guy, uh-huh. and he was like, well, he just walked right through it. <laughs> yep. I mean, why are you building this little chintzy metal wall? You know it's not going to hold, just like everything else that they've destroyed. Mm-hmm. It, it's just... But, I mean, outside of that, I, I, I don't know what to say. It was interesting. It kept my attention. It didn't really keep mine. Have you seen it before? Yeah. Okay, so... I knew what happened. Like So, from from the point of view of watching it again, knowing the story, like, I forgot little minor details and stuff, but... It was kind of one of those things where you're watching it and you're just like, during the human moments, we'll call them, right? Mm-hmm. When it's just them on the ground, I could, I could care less. They they yeah. they tried to force this romantic thing between these two. Mm-hmm. No, they, they, they tried to do some Matrix type thing where they were like training one on one in combat, like it mattered. Right. Yeah. And, like in a dojo. Yeah. <laughs> and. That whole tryout thing was just stupid, and they're talking about how they don't have time for this and that, and it just, there, the urgency was not concise throughout this movie, all right? It was right. supposed to be, we gotta get this quick and done, oh, we gotta go through tryouts, mm-hmm. she gonna be perfect fit, nope, it can't be her, and it's just stupid. Well, I mean... And the whole time, Idris Elba's character's like, I can melt with anybody, I could've just been your guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and we find out later why he didn't, right? Right. But, I... <sighs> But if it, if if it's the end of the world on the line, he's that character is gonna do it like he like he did at the end. Yeah, I mean, so it's just okay. This movie, there were there are some scenes that stand out to me, right? Because they're visually stunning, because they're really cool. One was when after that battle where he loses his brother. Yes, he walks to Alaska, and then you, this monstrosity compared to these these two people. Comes down, falls, yes, and then he, cool. he crawls out of it, and then you see like this arm like over here, like way away. But it's that was a really cool scene, mm-hmm. very cool, well done, good, sh- good shooting there. I agree. Um, the other scene is like him with the bat, the boat bat. Yes, the the that is a scene that I've always just remembered from. It this was movie. hilarious. He's just rolling He's up using there. it as a weapon. Yeah, it's great. And then, but one thing I cannot, I cannot abide, and I hate. And when movies do, is oh we've got a sword the entire yes! time. Oh my gosh! Yes. Why do we? Why do you have a bat? Why do you have a sword? Yes. Or or why punch? Why do any of yeah. this? It's like oh no, we have one last thing. It's our final resort. The most powerful <laughs> weapon. I hate what? that. It's like I can understand like if it, if it becomes a, a point where okay this can only be used once, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's say there's some super weapon like a Death Star or something like that that can only be shot once and has a huge recharge time. That's not this. This mm-hmm. is a sword. You can use it whenever yep. you want. I think Transformers yeah, I think, did this before, too. And I think technically you have two, right? It's one on each arm. They only showed the one. The one. <laughs> so it, it was on the arm, literally. But when she was acting it out, in the face, she was acting like she had a sword. Like she had a sword. Yeah, I, like, I know. That doesn't translate to what you... Okay, and the whole... <sighs> this movie. <laughs> Get rid of the humans. 
Make them, make them drone operators, right? Mm-hmm. Make them be. I yes. mean, it's not as cinematic. It's not as really cool, but have them be drone operators. Like we literally have drones in the sky that are flown by people who are in office buildings. Yeah. Why can't you do that here? Why do you have to have these two people that are like acting like they're walking yeah. and running? <laughs> so stupid. But okay. I agree. I didn't understand that part of it as far as it being necessary, and I didn't understand how. One person, if it, let's just say like his brother died, right? Mm-hmm. They made a big deal about the fact that he was the he was the only other pilot besides Idris Elba to ever do the solo. To, yeah. So, it, why? What, what's hard? I mean, does it take it's a lot the, of the load, the mental load, or the, the mental load of yeah. operating a machine? Because that that was the whole reason, right? They, they they tried it before with one person. That one person would like have issues with the brain. Right. That but, way they broke the hemispheres down. But this is like power steering one oh one, right? Like <laughs> if I'm this big and I'm walking in to control this machine, I don't need that much physical torque to control the machine. Mm-hmm. And if not if I'm not mind melded with anybody else because that pilot doesn't exist. You know well, what I why mean? Why are you able It's just to... mechanical controls at right. that point. Yeah. So it was an interesting concept. It's a cool theory. You have to let your mind go and re- to really this enjoy this movie. This is literally, and I was thinking that too, as soon as the beast sprouted wings and started flying, I was like, this is one oh. of those movies where it's just give up and watch it and yeah. don't even care. And the monsters, the, the kaiju. Some of them were cool. They're very cool looking. And you know what? I'll be honest. I was more terrified of them than I was of Godzilla. I, yeah, I could see that, definitely. And the only thing that I didn't like is that... They are way too advanced in their motor skills. The beasts? The, the kaiju, yeah. Way too advanced in their motor skills. They would not think of grabbing items and smacking people. with. There's no way. Mm-hmm. They, they got claws, that's it. Well, so we don't understand the world that they come from, really. True. So they, they could have some more advanced... They could be people inside there, too, because when they went to the other thing, they were little people. Like, they were little, like, aliens. Yeah, uh-huh, and it's like right when it was about to explode, you see his eyes get all wide like he's scared. And, mm-hmm. it's like... and talking about motor skills, too, there are points in this movie where the the robot or Jaeger action doesn't seem right. There's times where it, you, it acts like you think it should with, like, a lumbering, slow-moving thing, mm-hmm. but then there's time where it just moves really fast. Yeah, it's very agile. It's yeah. just like pop, 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 pop. Yeah, I... And I understand why they do that for cinematic effect, but you got to keep it consistent. Like, mm-hmm. if this thing can move this fast, then it always should move that fast, unless they're being slow about it. But it just felt like it was moving too fast or too slow at different times, and it just wasn't concise. Yeah. Um, but let's the other Jaegers uh, were pretty cool, too. So Gypsy, Gypsy Danger mm-hmm. was the main one with our main protagonist character, which I don't even remember his name or the actor or anything about this character. It's just that he had a brother and his brother died in the beginning. Charlie Hunnam plays the guy. His name was Raleigh Beckett. Okay, Raleigh. That's right, because they made a deal about his name being Raleigh. Raleigh something like Called that. him Ray, I think, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so with this movie, right, the other Jaegers that are in there, because this is the American one. This is the American Jaeger, the Gypsy Danger. But mm-hmm. there's a Russian one that was pretty cool. That had two Russian people that were controlling it that were interesting. Yeah. Um, then there was the Asian one. Was it Japan or China that had the like the three armed one the that three-armed. had the spinning yeah, with the things. blades on it? Yep. That got taken down way too quick. I agree. That's like, I think both of them did. 
Well, the Russian one took longer to go down. And there was another one, wasn't there? Oh, there was the Australian one. But let's think about this, right? Were there only four? There were one, the father, son, the Russians, the other guys, and then the Gypsy Danger. So, yeah, four. And that's what he said, right? At the beginning of the movie, he said that we only have four Jaegers left. Why don't you have them build more and better things than the stupid wall that is... Just, why don't you try ramming it with a boat to see if it'll stop a boat first well, before you do and correct me if I'm wrong, but was it mentioned in the movie towards, after the incident, the beginning, that the government was no longer going to fund yeah. the building of Jaegers, and that's why they were limited to four, because they don't have the, the funds to, to build, to build them anymore. Or to, to yeah. upkeep them or anything like that. Right, because they're moving in the direction of just building the wall on the Pacific Rim. Have we not learned anything from time that walls just don't work? No. Germany, I mean, they want to build a wall between Mexico and the U.S. That's just not going to work. The wall between, uh, you know, China, the Great Wall of China that stopped the invasion. Back back then it worked, yeah, because there were people. I think there's a sequel coming out. <laughs> Pacific Rim 2? It says it's just going under the working title Maelstrom. And it's set for release on August 2017. That's it's not just, out. It's just, it's been delayed. Yeah, indefinitely, I'm sure. I mean, so Guillermo del Toro, I believe, is the director of this movie. Is that yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. And the direction was good. I agree. Like, visually, a great movie. <laughs> when you try to look at the story, yeah, that's I mean, being you can told. only do so much with the story, right? And this movie is two hours and 11 minutes long. Well, you cut out all the unnecessary stuff, right? If you cut movie, out all the human stuff, it'd be great. Yeah, it, exactly. If that was just what it was. But they tried to do this thing where it was like they were trying to connect. Okay, first off, is this based on a book or anything? No. I don't even know. Okay, it can't so be. whoever wrote this, right? had complete control over what was going to be in the movie. They didn't have to base it on any book or anything like that. And, and, and it felt like there was something cut out of here, too. It felt like there was something that, a piece of plot device with the doctors that should have been there. Like some, mm-hmm. That's the part of the was. human uh, story that we needed to see. Not the stuff in the dojo. The, the doctor's story this... looked a lot better than the two, the yeah. woman and the guy getting together. Not the stuff where it's like they're trying to... You don't need to write the fact that these people need to be mind-melded. Like you said, it, it's good for cinematography, right? Because it puts people in danger. Plus, another thing I hate is because... So, okay, he makes this comment like two seconds ago. What are you thinking? Oh, you'll be in my head in five minutes. It doesn't matter. Why are they talking to each other at all? In the, in the <laughs> robot then, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, it doesn't make... It, that's just for the cinematic act. Yeah. Because yep. you wouldn't be talking. I it agree. would just be... It would be silence. Yeah. Because you're thinking, one person thinks, the other one can hear. Right. So, it, it's a lot of stuff, like... I mean, obviously, we've exposed quite a few inconsistencies that were done just for cinematic effect. That's what I think bugs us about the movie. But if everything had stayed the consistent... The premise was awesome. Yeah. This could have been amazing. If everything stayed consistent and... When you have complete control over what goes into a movie because, you know, the writer, Travis Beecham, is is part of the production team. He's part of the screenplay and he wrote the story, right? Why do you not make it where it's more consistent in a logical sense? Mm -hmm. Why would these people be talking in here? Well, we got to make them talk for, you know, for visual effect. Well, you could... Then don't do the mind meld. Then don't... Either don't have to do the mind meld, but that seems to be a huge plot device that they have to have. Or... You can make it so they're not actually talking, but like just do oh, it over. Hear that. Yeah, just do an overdub or uh, yeah. We're just they're not talking, but you hear what they're saying. You can still do that. Yep. I agree. So I just think that there could have been a lot more 
you know, thought given to this. I mean, I'm not looking for a Nolan movie, right? Where it's just like, okay, if he did this movie, it'd be amazing, I'm sure. But I'm just looking for a little more effort, you know, from the storytelling point of view, from the consistency that this movie, had it had it, would have been tremendous. It would have been a success. This movie cost $190 million to, to I was make. just reading that $190 million. And Who's it looked to good. say it could have, it could have bombed, though. Oh, technically, it, it did. So the opening weekend, it opened up number three. Okay. It was not even the number one. The opening weekend was $37 million domestically. And domestically, the total run of this movie was $101 million. Worldwide, yeah, it made 411 But... Well, because that of the, was because that was, of the cinematic effect, right? Because of the visual screenplay. I'll bet, and I'm going to look up here in the foreign market that this performed really well in, in China, Japan. in Japan, and it did oh. 111 million in yep. Japan or in China. In Japan, it did 100. It did 14 million. Okay, <laughs> so, but I'm not sure how the Chinese market reflects, like yeah. what a good balance is. I know China is kind of a little bit less than what the U.S. would be. Uh, the U.K. Another good uh, algorithm is twelve million. Yeah, it had to be China, right? Because th- that's where the focus was in the Pacific Rim. Is uh, it's kind of centered around Hong Kong, right? And its opening weekend there was even more because it was forty-five million. Yeah, so weekend. they they accounted for the majority of that. Why? Because monster movies have been successful in the area, and it's based around Hong Kong in the Pacific Rim. And I mean, this is an anime. This is anime yeah. brought into life. But anime has got a lot better storytelling. Anime yeah. has a lot. Like you think of Evangelion or any of those uh, Gundam Wings, stuff like that, that people control big mechs. Yep. I was thinking Power Rangers for a couple minutes too because it had two people controlling a big mech. Oh, yeah. But it's just one of those things where this, like if you said you turn off your brain and watch it, you can enjoy it for visual effect. This mm-hmm. is not a movie that you're going to say... This is on my top list of movies. No. Maybe for, for the cinematography or the direction or the visuals, sure, possibly. But even then, it wasn't no. super great. And I don't feel the need to watch it again. No. I'm, I mean, I'll watch it again in you know five, five or six years. years when I forget about it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a fun movie, which is what it wanted to be. It, it's a movie that makes good use of the theater. I agree. But it doesn't live on. It doesn't endure. No. It doesn't celebrate its Independence Day. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, thinking about movies that do stand the test of time, this one won't. Simply because of the way movies like this just kind of go away and are forgotten about. Yep. Right? Um, even Godzilla, that we talked about last week, I believe it had a similar production probably and it had a similar uh, opening weekend probably, but it w- it was number one, I believe, that opening weekend because it's Godzilla. Mm-hmm. This is a new property, yeah, but it had all the... It had more monsters than Godzilla. It had a ton of monsters in it. And like I said, they were more menacing. Yeah. I, I was afraid. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I was on edge. And, and I'm from my point of view, I'd never seen this before, right? I was genuinely invested in what the outcome was. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't genuinely invested in any of the characters. I didn't care if all of them died. You know? You know what I thought was a stupid cop-out? Is that he got out at the end? Yes. Yep. I mean... <sighs> there's no way. Yeah. Sorry, there's no way. Maybe at the point where you're falling through the breach and you're still technically within, you know, under the ocean. Mm-hmm. Right? But when you go through that dimension... 
and you're just free-falling, no way does it have the capacity to shoot you up that far. Because he was, he fell quite a way. He was in, like, the other almost side. almost the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and it blew up not long after you get out of there. That breach would have gone away. That It should have yep. shut. And, okay, so they needed a kaiju body to get in. Why don't they need one to get out? Why wouldn't it be the same authentication both ways? Right. So many things. Yep. Ah. Yeah. He, it, 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 I mean, it's nice that he ejected her, right? And right. that she got to live. But... He should have died. And, or both of them should have died. And frankly, I didn't care which happened, but it was a cop-out. But I do have to say, this movie did hit a good, I don't know if it's the right, the, emotion isn't the right word, but a good tenor, I guess, when she had her flashback, and when she was a little yep. girl, mm-hmm. and the monster was attacking, and then she was saved by, by him, by Idris Elba. Yes, mm-hmm. that was a good, that was a good flashback. It was great, I don't know if I credit that, just the little girl actor who... <laughs> Was she was good. Amazing. Yeah, very good. But that scene was completely... The emotion from that scene didn't carry on. Like, then you could understand, okay, why Marshall, the Marshall, I don't uh-huh. know if that's his actual name or if that's a title, was protecting her and taking care of her because he wanted to make sure that she was safe. Right? He took that responsibility on because obviously her parents were dead. And so he saved her and he took her on. And the the scene at the end between the two of them where he says, well, now, you know, I need you to protect me, that was good. It could have and should have been a lot more powerful. It should have had a huge emotional impact. I agree. Because you built with this back, this back flash, flashback scene, back flash, it built on this short amount of time, Yep. really, in, in the grand scheme of things, maybe three, four, five minutes at most. Mm-hmm. But that sticks with me too, that scene. Because we can relate, honestly, to a lot of the destruction that you saw with that environment. But then you have somebody that was able to come and save you. And you understand the connection, that lifelong bond that started at that point. Yep. That bond was ending. And I didn't care. Yeah. Really? No. Well, I should have cared. That's what happens when you're not emotionally invested in the characters. Right. So I cared about... So I didn't care about... I liked Idris Elba's character. Yes. He right? did a good job. And but he, I did not care about the guy that he went down with. Oh, the, the no. Boy. Yeah, the, the... Yeah. I mean, they, they tried to have a little scene there at the end with him and his dad or whatever. Like, it, that's my son! It doesn't no. work if your character is really a, awful a jerk the whole the entire movie. Time. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't really care that you die. Yeah. And to be quite honest... I, I felt for the dog. <laughs> Well, yeah, but and to be quite honest, I would have preferred if him and his father were switched, right? If his father was the one that went down, and then because of that, he was a changed man. That would have worked a lot better. I wish the storytellers would have given it a little more thought than what they gave it. But I mean, it, it, it's frustrating, right? Because Idris Elba's character, he was pretty consistent throughout the entire he movie. Was. Uh, you know about her not being involved in this, about protecting her for some weird reason, and it just kind of, like, fizzled out at the end. You know? And and like you said, we didn't care about the, the kid because he was he was a D-bag the whole movie. And why did he change his mind? <laughs> we don't know. Like, it was just, one scene, it was literally, yep. no. The next scene, congratulations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was something missing there, yep, right? I agree. It was, like, it was like you said, maybe a, a piece was cut out 
or the, the scene where they were arguing about it over and over again or where he, because he mind-melded with her, maybe maybe they went against his back and they mind-melded together. And then because he saw the flashback, he confronted Idris Elba about it and they had this big go-about and then Idris maybe broke down and then a lot of, something like that. That was what's missing, mm-hmm. to connect these pieces together. And it would have been a lot better use of their two minute, uh, two hours and 11 minutes than these training dojo things. Mm-hmm. So we also had those doctor characters we talked about, and the one, they call him a groupie or whatever, mm-hmm. he was mind-melding with a, a monster, which I guess was why they brought two monsters. We're supposed to believe that that's why the, the big push was happening at the end with the three, but the other doctor already foretold that or figured that that was going to be anyway. Right. So it doesn't matter, right? So they were both right in a way. Yeah, but why were they seeking him out, and how could they tell where he was? Why didn't they? Some why wasn't there some sort of explanation on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the because whole Charlie Day just kept screaming his lines at him until they went away. <laughs> That's all he does. Have you ever seen him in anything? All he does is scream what his lines. He He's in is always sunny in Philadelphia. He was in Horrible Bosses. He all he does, all that dude does, is just scream his lines. It bothers the heck out of me. Did you not get that? I didn't like his in performance. In a really high-pitched... He's funny. He can be funny. But not if every line is said like Deliver that. Deliver the exact same way. Yes. Again, that's kind of why I was like, this is this is an anime brought to life because there are characters like that in anime, mm-hmm. which is that's their caricature. That's what they bring them out. The, the doctors were anime characters, literally. Yes. But the other doctor, I thought, had... it. The other doctor had more of an arc than anybody in this movie, mm-hmm. where he went from not liking the guy to you know mind melding with him and accepting him, and that was yep. the biggest arc of this film. And you know what else bothers me is that when they do do these mind melds, especially with the two doctors at the end, all they did was show a bunch of images really, really fast, and we didn't get a single explanation for it to to understand the character's backstory. Like if if you're gonna do a big action movie like this, but you wanted you want to deliver depth on some level, you can do it that way by mm-hmm. just explaining a little bit in a short series of images without putting in the time to explain it another way. Mm-hmm. And they even failed to do that. It was just images that were never explained over and over again. Like when the two doctors did at the end, I saw uh, the the one guy, not not the screamer, the other guy. Um, you know, it, it like it was in like a classroom or something, just real briefly. It's like, like a, a professor. Or something. Yeah, he, yeah. He, maybe maybe he is the way he is because of something, or maybe something happened. It, you know, they just could have done a lot more with it to to do uh, to get some depth on these characters, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's why we didn't care. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, when this movie was over and the credits were rolling, I asked myself, was this worth two hours of my time? And I don't think so because mm-hmm. it literally. What happens, right? They stop it. They close the gap. Yay. Yeah, so where's the sequel going to go? <laughs> oh, the gap's not closed. Closing that one, open another one. Okay, well, then, if that's the case, then, what then was, there's everything... Nothing. Yeah, there's no point to this movie at all. And everybody that we already didn't care about died for nothing. Yeah, and I, I just... If you're going to do a movie this long, you better make me invested in the characters... It better be emotional. And you better lead with the sword next and time. It, yep. Well, <laughs> lead with the sword, and it better be finite, right? Like you said, it needs to be concise, consistent, 
And none of this leaving anything open to interpretation or leaving the door open, it's done. It's one big two-and-a-half-hour movie, and the story is concluded. Another question for you, I'm just thinking about. So the whole reason why Gypsy Danger wasn't affected by the EMP is because it was nuclear. nuclear. That doesn't matter. There's still electronics that they don't understand how EMPs work, evidently. Well, maybe it maybe it wasn't an EMP. It just really, really looked like an EMP blast, right? I, I don't think anybody ever said that it was an EMP blast. So maybe it was something different. So the other thing, then, okay, yeah, it, it, it works miraculously uh, after an EMP attack. They, I thought they upgraded this thing after the last battle, and they like made it really cool, and they had a lot of great additions. Why is it still analog and yep. not quote unquote digital? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, okay. If you're if you're pouring money into this thing, you're gonna go ahead and give it a better power supply or something, right? You're gonna make it new age. Something you would you would assume. I'm assuming that, there's an eight track player in there too. <laughs> you would assume that after five years. Of this thing not being in commission, that you would upgrade it to some extent with something that's electronic in it. So the fact that it was... The mind melting is electronic for sure. Well, why, why not... You know, a simple solution to this could have just been, let's just make the little EMP blast or whatever it is, let's just make it only have a certain amount of range. And just because that Jaeger was back at the base, it never reached. That would have been a lot better explanation. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's like, what bothers me is that we're pointing out all these plot holes, yet you and I are able to sit here in the middle of the day at work, when I haven't thought about this movie at all after watching it for the very first time last night, and fix all these plot holes with better logical solutions. Yet there's a whole team that probably getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this? Are you kidding? Pacific Rim, man. Ugh. Push it into the breach and close it up. I'm about to blow this breach it up. <laughs> so uh, that can pretty much completes my thoughts of the Pacific Rim. Anything else you'd like to add, sir? No, the I... The music was passable at best. Yeah. It's, um... It's exact... If you're looking for something you can turn your brain off to, And right? I hate that term. I, I don't think movies should be about turning your brain off. I think it's... No, not a... I think they not, should have... Not for us, anyway, but, like, yeah. some people just... When I get lost in a movie, but I find it hard to really get lost in a movie when I'm not inve- emotionally invested in the movie, and I wasn't in this one, right? But if you're looking for like a you know action movie that's visually stunning, let's say, um, it's a combination between Godzilla and Transformers. So and Power Rangers and Power Rangers. <laughs> what a weird combination! <laughs> I was just waiting. The oh. sequel will be. It's literally Power Rangers. We're the two people controlling what will form up into a bigger Jaeger. <laughs> and then when it's dropped in the ocean, it's just like, go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> right, <yep. laughs> oh, man. Alex, before we close out, anything interesting you've been entertained by other than uh, the Pacific Rim? <laughs> I don't know if we can even say that I've been... I, you know what? I, I, I'll be honest. I was entertained by it. It was, it was interesting. I, I, I wanted to see how it was going to end. How, better or worse, and I'm sure you're going to say worse, than Godzilla. Oh, worse, by far. But If this movie would have Brian Christed in it, though. <laughs> no, worse by far, although it would have explained again why the acid and EMP was blue. Um, <laughs> I, I just wish, in, in the way, and I don't know how to phrase this, but in the way that the kaiju 
were menacing and, you know, I was more afraid of them than Godzilla, I would have wanted that same feeling to Godzilla. Mm. Or more, technically, right, if he's the king of the monsters. But I didn't get that from Godzilla. But the writing, the story, everything else in Godzilla is so much better. Um, as far as what I've been entertained by recently, um, I tried the Division beta. What you I did not like it. What? I did not like it. Why? I thought it did was... Did you play by yourself? I played by myself. That's your problem. Well, yeah. Stop playing with yourself. I, and, I, and I didn't play it very long, so... I, <laughs> so I'm... I gotta, I gotta give it some more time. But from what I played, I didn't like that it was third person, that it was a lot of hiding behind things like Gears of War... I felt it was. Do you not like cover-based shooters? Then? No, I like I like Gears of War a lot, but this one, in comparison, was really clunky. To Gears of War, I f- I feel is a lot more smooth. I felt this was really smooth. Like really? I haven't played Gears of War in forever, but I thought this was super smooth. Yeah, and and maybe I just need to give it more time. Um, maybe you just need to play with me and play with other people. But I, I wasn't too impressed from everything that I had seen people talking it up. Um, Six point. One or six point three million people played the beta, which is the most of the current generation. Oh wow! So how are there, how are people saying? Or what are people saying about it right now? Is it being received generally well? Or from what I've read and from my personal experience and my experience with my friends that I play with on Xbox consistently, yeah, it's. I don't it's think great. it's going to be a Destiny killer because I think Destiny falls into a completely different genre. It so it's it is a completely different game. Mechanics are completely different. Obviously, yeah. if if you're not looking for this more cover based real world kind of thing and this you can definitely tell there's going to be a story in here that's going to be good yeah Tom Clancy you know that will make sure that that has a good story sure and I'm curious because I mean it's it's a real representation of Manhattan Mm -hmm. they've rebuilt a lot of it digitally so that way the storytelling and the iconography of the area makes it more appealing to me I think too than completely foreign worlds or whatever uh, that you find in Destiny. But with this, I really enjoy the cover-based mechanic, right? I really enjoy that you have... You you have to have a group of people, someone that can heal you, mm-hmm. and you have to have people that can just take care of business, sniping. So I played with three guys. We never, I never got a full four. But we went through, and one of us would get down, the other guy could come and heal us real quick put the uh, sentry turrets up there to kind of cover us so we can make an escape. There's a lot of nuances. And the the uh, modifications on guns is really cool. Mm-hmm. You can have the scopes, change your uh, suppressors. and So a team is four, right? Team is f- up to four. You have your lead, mm-hmm. probably your, your tank, right? And then you have range, your sniper. And a guy that can maybe flank him or something. Okay. And then you have a healer. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the same person that does tactical stuff as well? I mean, you could do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have multiple people be healers. So you have the... Did you get to the point where you could assign, like, no. talents or mods or anything? Well, I saw the trees, but I, I didn't get to a point where I could actually use so, them yet. I really think you'd like this. If you if you looked... The beta's over now, unfortunately. Yeah. So when the game comes out, at least rent it and yeah, play sure. it and get more of an understanding of what they're doing. And that's doing. the plan. I never judge a game... Uh, finally judge a game based on beta, right? Because they can right. fix a lot of stuff from now until Exactly. Then. And that, that's the disclaimer, right? This is just a work in progress. Right. This is a beta. And from the beta point of view, the stress test of the servers and everything seemed to go really well. I never had any issues. Maybe I just got on at the wrong time then because I felt like it was laggy. It was uh, um, 
the the frames were not were not good. It felt clunky. And I never got that. And do you so. play on Xbox? Yeah, Xbox One. So. I got on like on a Saturday night, I think. So we and we both played on the same platform and everything, and had. It, did you play on Saturday night? No, I did not. Maybe maybe traffic on the servers were really bad. I'm not sure. So I played it on Friday night, and maybe just a tad on Thursday, possibly. Yeah. But but again though, I, you know, I'm just saying I I played it for 15 minutes. I, I didn't get a good, uh, you know. It you only wasn't get a good first impressions. Fifteen minutes. Okay. You it's didn't all even I had, get to the first mission. At it's that all point. I had time for at the time. Uh, but it's, did you even get to the the safe zone? Like the I got building? to the safe zone. Yeah. Did you go on a mission after that? Nope. Dude, that's where. I, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yes. We gotta do that. I'm looking. I'm looking at visuals. I'm looking at the way right. that it right. functions control wise, and the way that the menus are set up and everything. What do you think of the controls? Fine. What you, What do you think of everything other than like the frame rate? Uh, the the menus looked fine. Everything it looked like there was a lot of content, which is nice. I like the map system. I thought the map system was pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. how it shows uh, the navigational thing yeah. very clearly yep. up at the top. For and then you. when you want to open the map, it like does this little thing where you still see your person, but you can kind of look around. Yeah, I mean it's not supposed to be futuristic, right? But it felt really advanced. It is in the future a little bit. Okay, but it's not like super far in the future. Sure. Like Pacific Rim, it was like twenty seventeen. Why did you even have to bring twenty seventeen? It was twenty twenty. It's like. I don't know. It was it was farther than it was like twenty one something, night, wasn't it? In Pacific well, Rim? it was. I don't know when it started. I think it started in twenty twenty, and maybe it was five years later. So maybe the the majority of the story took place in twenty twenty five. I don't even know. All right. Well, I'm over it. Um, <laughs> other than that, I I bought um, I bought NBA two K. You bought it. I bought it. What do yep. you think? It's it's good. Did you get the Jordan collection or the Jordan edition? No, I only bought it because the regular version, uh, and I don't play it too much. I just, I'm just really eager for sports games right now because uh, football season's over, and that's my main. And then Speaking I fall on basketball. Football. I fall on basketball season like the for March Madness and the second half of the NBA season in the playoffs. But so you're a bandwagoner? No, I'm I'm a Bulls fan. I just. They don't watch all their games. 82 games is too much to ask anybody to watch, especially when they're in the middle of the weeks. And 2020, by the way. It was 2020. So it started in 2015, right? Because where was the point that it was no, five years No, it later? started in 2020. Okay, so the majority of the story takes place in 2025, yet it looks like everything stayed the same from 2020, which is in four years. And there was mention of something that happened that these Jaegers did exist in the Kaiju in 2017. Somebody makes a comment and says... Oh yeah, I took that guy down in 2017. So, I can't imagine in a year that would be what it's like. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an apocalyptic world, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, yeah. So the division beta, I need to give a little bit more time. Uh, 2K is stays pretty consistent with what you know they've been putting out recently, which is good visually. It looks great. There's, uh, they changed up controls a little bit, I think, for the better. You can do a little bit more with your players. Um, there's quite a few more bugs in this year's game than I remember being in the last year's game. But it'll get you your basketball fix on. Was this the game that had the story by Spike Lee? Yes. So it's actually got like a story mode. Well, yeah, and at the beginning when you, when you boot up the game, it says NBA 2K16, a Spike Lee joint. Whatever. The gameplay is good. Good. What so if you? You, if you didn't buy the Michael Jordan edition, can you play as Jordan at all? 
You know what? I don't know. I've only played a few games with the Bulls. Okay. But he, I mean, you can play as some of the uh, the legendary teams, and I believe the Bulls are one of those teams. So, I mean, you can play in that capacity. Okay, cool. As for me, just uh, one game of note, really, that I think I've even played is uh, Forza Motorsport 6. I got it back on Black Friday last year, and it's one of those games where I'm just finally getting to it to play it. Mm-hmm. So good. Is Such that the game. one that you sold me the physical copy of? No, that was Forza that was Horizon, Horizon 2. Okay. Horizon 2 is fantastic, magnificent, open-world racing game. Mm-hmm. This is the track-based, more of a simulation version. Sure. Uh, looks amazing. Controls phenomenally. I mean, it's one of those things where Forza is a series that's consistently good and right. great. Just like 2K. Yeah, and just even maybe even better because they it's not every year. Like, they take time oh, yeah. to, to make another one. Right. Uh, that's why you kind of have the two developers going with Playground and with Turn 10 doing Forza. But actual Forza Motorsport series or the Forza Horizon series. I like it when they do that. And I like it when it's not every year because you can buy, like, if you're not a fan of, because I'll, I'll tell you right now, between the two, I'm, I'm more of a fan of the open world games. So I, I appreciate that that game, because they switch off into another game, it's not every year. That mm-hmm. game will last, like, three, four years. Oh, yeah. Before another one like that comes out. And yeah. then there's a noticeable difference. And in the meantime, there's enough content within that one game to keep you busy. Yeah, and if you want extra content... I mean, there is enough on the disc, yeah. so to speak. And if you want extra content, there's always the car pads you could buy that gives you a ton more stuff. And there's a, there's a whole new island that you can buy, too, mm-hmm. for an expansion. Well, I don't even care if I have to pay for that. If the game is lasting me four years, I don't care if I have to pay for additional content within those four years. Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> But but when the game comes out, you have to buy all this additional content just for another game to be released in a few months after that mm-hmm. because it's been a year already. I mean, that's, that's Call of Duty, issue. right? That's yeah. what Call of Duty does. That's what Madden does and all those annual stuff. that's not what Halo starts to become. Yeah. Speaking of content that's coming out, I just saw it announced today. I haven't had a chance to really look into it, but Battlefront has a free content drop that came out today that uh, adds a new map. A new Hoth survival map and a new level to play on as well. Okay, so cool. I think I've done the out. Hoth survival one already. No, it's a new. Oh, it's a different one. Yeah, it's a it's a do a new one. Okay, I don't. There wasn't a Hoth survival map actually. Is there a training one? There is a training and there's a battle map on okay. Hoth. Okay, I've done you know, something on Hoth, but there wasn't a survival as far as I. No, there was. That's where the, it's Echo Base. I think yeah. this is outside of Echo Base. Though. And you got to kill the different. walkers and then yeah, wrap yeah. up the ATSTs. Well, that's that's a training mission when you find. That's what I, okay. Done. That's yeah. what I've done, and that's not new. No, that's okay. not right. That's OG. OG, good. Have uh, they announced any new heroes coming out? Mm, there's rumors about Chewbacca. I don't think it's been officially announced yet, but I think Chewbacca's pretty much a done deal. They're just doing one on each side. Yeah, I would think that's how they do. But who are they going to put on the on Yoda? the Empire? Oh, on on the Empire side, Maul. It's got to be. But, in, but it's got to be the original trilogy era. That's the only era that they're going off of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could go with another bounty hunter that was in Empire, but there's not really a, a lot of villains. No. You think about it. There's a lot of villains in the prequels and even in yeah, the new movie. Absolutely. But in the pre in the original trilogy, Vader and you could say Boba, but Boba's just a bounty hunter anyway. I would I would say it's just those three. It's 
and, and, and Boba really doesn't make that much of an impact. He was just commercially received well, right? So it's just Boba, Vader, and Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Those are the three. Unless you talk about Tarkin. But, yeah, I, he didn't I, last I long enough him. in the original trilogy to, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and he, would, he wasn't a fighter, right? I couldn't see him in Battlefront. And he's a commander. Yeah. I mean, you could see him in like Leia's role. He could fit maybe Leia's role. I can see that, actually. Tarkin. Oh, he's too old. <laughs> that dude's old. Well, I hope we get to see him in Rogue One. I think that they are, like, computerly generating his face. Sure. But anyway, yes. that's enough talk for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening. Next week, we'll be talking about Cloverfield. I'm actually looking forward to watching that movie again. Me it has well. been a been long time. Same here. Uh, so we'll be talking about that next week. You can find the show on Twitter at EntertainingPod. You can find me on Twitter at Sith Nightmare. I am on Xbox at Spider Jedi. Alex? I am on Xbox Live at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. And uh, that's my Twitter handle as well. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. I'm sorry if you watch Pacific Rim. <laughs> but... Oh, it's a good review. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you have been entertained.